This is Rick Von Chernick of Von C. Brewery, and you're listening to the Beer Mighty Things podcast. Hey, thanks for tuning into the Beer Mighty Things podcast, your place for education and happenings in the craft food and beverage industry. I'm your host, Kyle Reiner. Here, I interview folks around the world who are doing mighty things in these industries. My goal is to entertain, educate, and inspire. If I'm doing those things, give us a five-star rating and a little follow over there at Apple Podcasts. Leave a comment if you can. It goes a long way in helping others find the show. And, you know, hey, we appreciate it. This podcast is sponsored by craftbrewinginsurance.com, craftdistillinginsurance.com, and insuringwine.online. And with that, let's get into it. Welcome into the Beer Mighty Things podcast. It's what you listen to while you brew. It's what's in your ears as you drink beers today. We are speaking with the recent winners of the Best New Pennsylvania Brewery 2021. Rick, Eric, and Javon Chernig. They are brothers and they are owners of the Von C. Brewing Company in Norristown, Pennsylvania. Welcome in, guys. How are we doing? How are we doing good, man? Thanks for having good. us, Kyle. Thank- yeah, thanks very much, Kyle. Very, very welcome. Uh, exciting things you guys have going on. Um, you know, not only are you the, the best new brewery in Pennsylvania as of uh, 2021, but, you know, the tap room, the vibe that, you know, the, the lighting, when you walk into your place, I mean, you guys just, you walk in and you smile, like, this place is great. Um, and then, <laughs> right, so it's just, it's open, uh, plenty of natural light, a couple big ass fans. <laughs> yeah, we've got like 2,500 square foot just indoor of the tasting room, so uh, as you walk in, yeah, you're, you're open and drinking beer 10 feet away from the tanks where it's being made. Doesn't get much more fresh than that. No, no, sir. Cool. And then you guys do have an outdoor space as well. Yeah, we're lucky enough to have about another three thousand square foot outside. Uh, we have food trucks on Fridays, Saturdays, and pretty much every other Sunday. Uh, so when the weather's nice, the uh, the outside's kicking. Love it, love it. All right, cool. Well, let's go. Uh, let's go back in time. The Von C. Brewing uh, family. Uh, we go back to the the Schmitz, right? Schmitz uh, Beer, Philadelphia. Um, talk to us about the the history here and, and how how we're getting from you know the 1800s to the 2020s. Yeah, so uh, we are six generations removed from Christian Schmidt, who uh, started the Schmitz Brewery in uh, Philadelphia back in 1860. So uh, quite literally, our father was a master brewer, our grandfather was a master brewer, one of our uncles was a master brewer, our great grandfather was a master brewer. As we said, dating all the way back to 1860. That's awesome. And Rich, I read that uh, I think you started like a, a business plan for a brewery like 30 years ago. Yeah. So I originally wrote the business plan in 1993. Dated, yeah. 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 For uh, the uh, end of a college uh, entrepreneurship program. Okay. So uh, I was lucky enough to do a startup with Atlantic Coast Brewing Company in Boston and wrote the business plan for this shortly after in 1993. And, what, and, and then what happened? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, then life got in the way, right? Uh, so uh, we were pretty close back then. Uh, we were pretty close to signing a lease in Philadelphia at the time. And uh, myself and my other partners kind of were both uh, kind of careers taken off in our previous careers to brewing. So uh, life got in the way for a bit. And, uh, you know, back then it was a little different. We, uh, we weren't really promoting the Schmitz thing because being tied to big beer back then was like we would have been – you know, burned at the cross. So uh, the markets have changed. The uh, 
the whole all the whole scene changed and now being tied to a big beer like Schmitz is uh really retro and cool, luckily for us. And uh seemed like the time was right to uh to do it. We always knew we were gonna do it at some point in time. We just didn't know when. Yeah. It was fun. Very it was fun. It was fun working with the uh with Jay's uh business plan going back that far. They there wasn't such thing of a tap room back then. It was all distribution. And then, uh, so we had a lot of fun making sure, bringing that into the, you know, to the current times to get that updated. And, uh, you know, it was interesting. It was fun to see how the craft industry has changed that much, uh, you know, since the 90s when, uh, you know, Jay first had his uh, vision. Yeah, that's a whole different animal. Um, and there are still some, you know, those, those breweries that did open in the, the 90s, you know, they're 25 years old now. And it's just wild to see, you know, the, the victories and the stones and, and things like that. Um, I just was out, we did the CBC at the class of 96, 25 years. <laughs> yeah, we had, the, we had the luxury to watch, you know, which ones did well and which ones didn't, why. And we paid a lot of attention to that, which was uh, super helpful to all those guys who uh, were the pioneers. You know? Yeah, it's funny to see, too, like there's a lot of German beers and now we're kind of back to that. You know, that, that lager, you know, that clear beer, um, we're, we're coming back to that. So it's interesting to see how history repeats itself. 2022 is the year of the lager. It is. It is. I'm happy about it. <laughs> Rich, Eric, Jay, did you guys, you know, homebrew? Was this something that you guys have been doing over time? Uh, I did a good amount of homebrewing before I had kids, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I hear you. <laughs> Now we did a lot of homebrewing in the past, but uh, we knew going into this in today's market, uh, make sure we had a good commercial brewer. Uh, we're lucky enough to have Adam Brozetti on our team. He's the last master brewer of Schmitz, and we have our head brewer, uh, Michael Froelich. Uh So uh, we knew going in, we wanted to make sure uh, we hit the ground running. So having a great brewing team around us, these guys have done an awesome job. Love it. Let's talk about Adam. So he had brewed for Schmitz back, you know, 1987, right? Yeah, correct. Yep, yep. He was the last master brewer Schmitz. Him and my dad were basically the last two employees locking the door back in 1987 when the brewery closed, unfortunately. Wow. So uh, we were lucky enough to pull him out of retirement. That's pretty cool. Does he uh, does he have to pay for beer or no? <laughs> Depends on the day. Make him pay double. <laughs> so he helps formulate the recipes. And is he, you know, he can kind of say like, you know, while that beer is being brewed, he can smell it and go, I remember this. Does it kind of bring back some nostalgia for him? He uh, definitely helped bring back some of the old family recipes, uh, the OG pills, which is a family recipe handed down since 1860. Him and Michael Froelich uh, were up on the uh, brew deck and basically Adam was throwing elbows around saying, I got this one, you know, we're good. Nice. And so uh, he came down afterwards, tasted his word. And what, was it, what was it saying? Nailed it. Yeah, he looked <laughs> up, put his eyebrows up and goes, nailed it. Love so, it. Uh, so Mike, Mike's done all the work, but uh, Adam's been great at kind of to, uh, bring back some of those old recipes, some of the old things that, uh, that we can kind of revitalize and bring back to today, which is really cool. That's super cool. So the OG Pills is the original kind of the, the Schmitz Lager, was it called? Or what was, what was the official yeah, name? That is the family recipe yeah. handed down since 1860. Yeah. That's awesome. And that, I think at one point, right, wasn't it like two out of every three beers that were poured in Philadelphia were the Schmitz Lager? Yeah, yeah. Schmitz sold over 4.5 million barrels, I think, in their height, uh, only being distributed in 14 states. And that was the, uh, the original Philly Lager, for sure. Yeah, they, they, got up, they got up to, I think they were ninth amongst all the, the major brewers back in the day uh, at one point. That was the highest, the, 
that they got, but they were definitely a major brewer and it was just the East coast of, as Jay said, 14 states on the East coast. Could you guys imagine brewing a million barrels of beer right now? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I can imagine it. <laughs> <laughs> That's a lot of beer. And we need a, a few more zeros. We just, we just hit a thousand uh, barrel uh, that were uh, in production so far since we've been open. So. And that's a great accomplishment. I mean, like I said to you guys prior, I mean, you don't see that for a few years. So for you guys to hit that figure uh, right off the bat, obviously that's a testament to, again, just being a cool place to go drink beer, you know, and um, having great beer, right? And you guys are, you know, your staff, your people, uh, you guys are you're fun to be around, right? It's a great place to come. Everybody feels welcome. <laughs> are you getting, yeah, are you getting that, uh, you know, is there, are there folks who are coming like locally, right? Cause you guys are there in Norristown um, and you're, you're like a mile or so from the original brewery or one of their buildings. Yeah, We're about a, we're about a half mile from the Adam Scheich brewery, which yeah. uh, our family ran from the mid fifties to about 79 before they moved all the production down to Philadelphia. And we are right uh, basically in the backyard of the Umwood park zoo in Norristown uh, at the end of Stanford street. So yeah, it's uh, it's been great. We've uh, blown away with the reaction we've gotten, um, pretty much right out of the gate. You know, since our freaking grand open in June fifth, where we had twelve hundred people come through the front door that day, it just blew our minds. <laughs> but uh, we have a great uh, great local. You know, people to walk here. They walk through the farm park and then get to our brewery. Um, you know, being on the bike path coming down from Philly, so mm. we get a lot of uh, a lot of great people coming in. So that Adam Scheidt Brewery, uh, obviously that's just one letter different than Schmidt. Was there some sort of like change there? Like, how does that happen? I thought it was a typo when I was looking at it. No, no, that was originally uh, started by uh, Jack and Adam Scheidt, I believe, way back in the day. Uh, and they uh, turned into Valley Forge Brewing Company. And okay. then Schmidt's bought that in the mid 50s just to add some capacity. Yeah. Uh, and ran that all the way up till about 79. Huh. And then in Philadelphia, we have the Piazza at Schmitz, right? That's the, where the brewery is. And now it's all retail shops and there's a brewery in there and whatnot, but that's the, yep. that's yep. the spot. That was a brewery. That was a brewery that closed in 1987. And, uh, yep. Unfortunately that turned into the Piazza at Schmitz. And so it's all retail below and condos above. Uh, Schmitz also had two breweries out in Cleveland, okay. uh, that they ran. And now they have the brewery in Norristown. Tell me about Carl von Chernig. Our grandfather. I'll, I'll let Ricker take this one over because I, <laughs> I, I, I didn't know him that well. I was a little too young. Uh, unfortunately, I don't think we all got to know him that well. Uh, you know, uh, he, did, uh, he died, died young, but, uh, you know, great man. Is, uh, you know, he he uh, was the president from mid-50s to the 70s. And, uh, you know, the, the brewery at that point, you know, under his uh, tutelage, if you will, were, you know, were some of the, the big uh, years that the brewery had. So uh, it was, he, he was a, you know, a great man. I wish we got a chance to know him more. Uh, you know, yeah, yeah. You know, I wish, we were, yeah, I wish we had a chance to see this. You know? Yeah, we right. to see this. But our, our dad uh, is, uh, is still alive and he, he was here yesterday. And, uh, you know, there was a lot of old uh, Schmitz uh, retired guys that came in. So it was, uh, you know, it was, it was fun to see the smile on my dad's face with uh, some of the old, uh, brewery guys talking to him. And obviously, you know, he knows Adam and yeah. been talking to Adam since we brought him on, but, uh, we probably had about, uh, maybe 10 or 12, uh, 
uh, Schmidt's uh, retired employees that were that came through. So it was uh, really fun yesterday, and uh, that's so cool. You know, and we were going going through some. They they people brought books, and you know, this guy had a whole bunch of old uh, documents and stuff that he had saved from the brewery, and just going through and watching my dad look at some of that stuff is pretty <laughs> cool. So. That's neat. And do you have <laughs> folks kind of, you know, bringing over items and, you know, from the neighborhood or Philadelphia folks stopping yeah. by, like, I got this and, you know, X, X year. Yeah, and people, uh, people have given us that so we have, we have, uh, as you saw when you were here, Kyle, we have that sort of display when you come in right by the front door yeah. that uh, you know, we've been displaying stuff. A lot of that was stuff that we've collected over time, but a lot of people bring stuff in the, uh, the clock on the back of it that you saw was, uh, Brought over by the guys uh, who run the the uh, Brewers in PA uh, uh, website and blog, and uh, you know that they were the ones who did the Brewers and Brewers, you know the, the best brewery in PA, uh, you yeah, know, through them, and uh, you know so they they brought that clock over. The one of the guys, Chad, is a big uh, uh, Bruyana collector, and uh, you know he bought it. and He said he knew knew it looked great in his uh, in his basement, but. Uh, he said, uh, "For those in the know, it has to go to Von C. Uh, you know, nice. and uh, you know, basically picked it up and brought it down here. So, uh, you know, but yeah, we have a lot of stuff. There was, uh, you know, just people bringing stuff, and uh, you know, hey, we'd love to have have you have this uh, here on display. Uh, Jay's got a whole bunch of uh, picture, old pictures and stuff like that. These guys brought us for us to you know use and uh, maybe scan in and make some more uh, murals and stuff like that. But uh, yeah, it's a uh, really fun." Do you have people recognize the mural and, you know, know some of the former employees or like. Uh, it's okay. been uh, since, since day one, Kyle, it's been incredible. It's, it's something that we didn't really anticipate when we were getting into this, Yeah, but that absolutely blows us away. And like people coming to us and thanking us for kind of revitalizing this. Yeah. Like, you don't have to thank us. You know, this is, this is, this is our absolute pleasure and, and uh, we'd love to be able to do it. But even before we opened, uh, people were coming up who had worked their entire lives in the Adam Strike Brewery. And had to come see it. And, you know, I have to come meet these people. I knew their grandfather. So that kind of stuff that we didn't really, again, uh, anticipate has just been incredible. Yeah, we had we had one family in that lived right in the shadow of the brewery down there in the Fishtown area. Yeah. And uh, they came in. He had his uh, Schmidt shirt and Schmidt hat on. And uh, he said that uh, when he was like eight years old, they, they were taking down the brewery at the time. His dad lifted him over the you know, the construction gates there while they're pulling the building down just to grab a few bricks because they grew up uh, in the shadow of the brewery. And uh, I, we asked him if, uh, if he would uh, let us put the bricks on display, but uh, he's like, no, those are too, too treasured for me. And they wouldn't give us those. Yeah, this kind of story is <laughs> blowing us away uh, nonstop. It's kind of like a uh, field of dreams. Right? If you build it, yeah. they will come. <laughs> that is true. That is true. I love it. Eric, you're... I want I want some Eric input here. What what do you got? What's what's been the most rewarding part about starting this brewery for you, Eric? Just just seeing it grow like it has been growing. Um, I didn't know what to expect when we opened this, and you know I, I thought we'd be where we're at maybe after a year, but it's been phenomenal. So it's been exciting, and, and I enjoy talking to the customers too when they come in. A lot of a lot of regulars we're starting to get now, which is That's which neat. is fun. And how about also, talking, so talking about my grandfather, the interesting thing to me was he took over the uh, brewery when he was only 40 years he was old. He the youngest CEO ever. So, 
And then what was he doing beforehand? I guess he was just working in the brewery and then took over, or did he come from an outside space? No, but he, he worked every part of the brewery. I mean, he started cleaning the floors. He started, then he moved up to bottling. And then, you know, he had to work every part of the job before, you know, the family, you know, voted him into That's president. Great. Very cool. Awesome. Talk to me a little bit about, you know, some of the hiccups just of getting the brewery open, right? Because it's not all, you know, obviously we're we're open now, right? And everything's exciting, but there were some bumps in the road on the way, right? I mean, getting, and then uh, you had COVID too, so. Yeah, so Kyle, we, uh, we signed our lease a year ago last March. You know, things were just percolating overseas with COVID. After a pretty extensive search for a building, we sat here with no walls, no demising walls, no gas, no electricity. And I'm like, well, should we really do this with what we know is going on overseas? And we've been such a long search to find a building. We said, ah, I can't get that bad. And uh, <laughs> so we, we signed a lease. And uh, yeah, as you know, the rest is history. Oh, my gosh, look what happened. Yeah. So uh, to do a build out during the middle of a uh, pandemic, I would not uh, encourage that or suggest that for anybody else. Um, we really just had to put the blinders on yeah. and, uh, and if we didn't, you go, you go crazy. You know, yeah. how is I going to get someone to come down a dead end street in Norristown so I could walk out the door with a mask on and hand them a four pack of something they'd never heard of yeah. or tell them the story or their history or, or as you said, see what we made this tap room into. I just, uh, couldn't fathom it happening. So, uh, that was probably the biggest, um, you know, uphill battle. Yeah. You know, doing, uh, doing construction and then that kind of environment, all of a sudden someone from the electricians would, uh, you know, test positive. So you don't see the electricians for three, three weeks, you know, and that puts you back. Someone in the drywall test positive. So, OK, you got no drywall. You can't get this inspected. You can't do that. So, uh, you know, we kind of pumped the brakes and, you know, you kind of just had to take it as, a, as it came to you. But we knew uh, come regardless of what the status of the pandemic was, we knew come March we had the outdoor space. We'd be able to get some people uh, comfortably outdoors drinking some beers, and that's what we were shooting for. And we finally got it done in June. So that's been uh, been the best. Uh, another rewarding part is uh, obviously working with with your brothers. You know, they say uh, having family, um, but it's family owned, family fought about, and, and family loved, which is all cool. Yeah, that's a <laughs> that's a testament to you know just you know stick with itness, right? Just keep keep going, right? Just keep. Yeah, moving. yeah, yeah. It was it was crazy doing the doing the you know again we have three thousand square feet of uh, space you want people to come in and enjoy and you can't even open your doors because yep. of a pandemic. So we're lucky that uh, the timing kind of worked out as it did, but that uh, that was touch and go for a while. Yeah. yeah, it was it was hard to get people down here. I'm like, okay. We understand there's a pandemic. They're like, what do you mean? Come, come to your space. There's a pandemic going on. Don't you realize that? It's like, you know, Hey, we have 16,000 square feet here. There'll be three people in here. We can, we can social distance. We can wear masks, mm -hmm. but I'm trying to give you some business at some point. You know, we yeah. do have to move on. So yeah. that, that was the hard part. I, you know, obviously, you know, the, uh, the, you know, contractors were not essential at the time when, uh, you know, when, they, you know, they said only essential workers can be yeah. uh, out, out on the road. So you know, it was tough. But by the time we announced our sometime in May, when we announced our grand opening was going to be June 5th, I think two days after that, Governor Wolf said, OK, May 31st, we're lifting all restrictions. So I think he waited for us. There you go. <laughs> yeah. You said you're going to put him in the headlock is what happened. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Very nice. So your current building now. Um, well, I think built in 1908 used to be a manufacturer for of knitting machines for the garment industry. 
was also, I think, one of the largest employers of Norristown at some point, right? Yeah, so, yeah the bedroom, second largest employer in Norristown, yeah. First or yeah. second, yeah. yeah. Go, going back to the you know, midnight or the, you know, early 1900s. Yeah. So is that kind of the goal? Maybe you guys can become the largest employer in uh, Norristown. You start making a million, <laughs> a million barrels of beer, right? Turning it around, man. Good, yeah. Cool. So 16,000 square feet. You have a 20 barrel brew house. Is that right? That is correct. We got a 20 barrel brew house and uh, seven 40 barrel fermenters, 40 barrel bright. We also have a two barrel brew house, which kind of helps us kind of do our uh, tinker around our recipes and gets our uh, brew staff playing around with some things um, and helps us round out the 20 or so taps that we have uh, in the tap room. Wow. Very nice. Rustic industrial vibe, real high ceilings. Again, a lot of natural light. Just a fun place to be. I feel like when you walk in there, like you can't be in a bad mood, right? It's not. It's not a dark, dingy place. It's. It's open. It's. It's. There's just. There's a good vibe in there, you know. Yeah, yeah. Our our, our Blackstone Building Group did a great job. Uh, you know, kind of bringing our our thoughts and our our vision to life here. And uh, you know, as you said, with the high ceilings and all the windows, the natural light, it. Uh, people seem to enjoy it. Thank gosh. Yeah. Wake you up. Talk to me a little bit. We talked about the OG pills. What other beers are you guys brewing? So we have the OG Pills, obviously family recipe dating back to 1860. Uh, our best-selling hazies are Walking on Clouds, which Michael Froelich's done an incredible job with. We have our Stony Creek, like an East Coast IPA, uh, not a hazy. Uh, we have usually four or five different lagers on tap. I think right now we have a Czech lager. Uh, we have an Italian, Italian Pills. Hmm. We have our Vienna lager. We have a Hellas lager. We have our um, Schwartz, Schwartz beer, our Schwartz garden beer. lager. It's uh, been doing very well. Very nice. You know, and they're all well-rounded out with, uh, you know, a bunch of different IPAs. We have our Pig Dog, which is a session IPA at 4.5%. Uh, we have Uncle Jerry's Wit, which is a nice wheat beer. So we kind of, you know, go around the whole gamut. But uh, what you'll find here is beer as beer should be. You know, you're not finding a lot of the milkshake beers or anything crazy like that. We like beer that really tastes like beer. Love it. Yeah, and do you find that most of the people showing up there are – drinking the lagers just because they're like, Hey, this is what, you know, this is the, the family history. This is what we're doing or what? Yeah. Yeah. We're super proud of how well the OG pills has been received. Uh, and you can really tell kind of the age group and what kind of drinkers were in the tap room that night, just by looking at the sales, you know, yep. if it's an older, an older crowd that night, the OG pills takes top uh, honor. If it's a little bit mid mid age or younger crowd, the walking on clouds is on top. So uh, we cool. have somebody, something for everyone, which is really cool. And I think really, People appreciate that that when they walk in the door, you know. Yeah, what's that? The cut loose juice, something like that, right? Yeah, yeah. Our double IPA is. Cut I like loose. that. Yeah, yeah. Cut loose is a uh, a workout firm that started in Norristown uh, during the pandemic. Okay. And uh, their first kind of meeting all their customers uh, in real life was in the back of our brewery doing a couple workouts. Uh, they wanted a beer named after them, so we said, uh, "Sure, let's do cut loose juice." Nice. Yeah, beer kicks ass. Awesome. So Rich Wagner was in there. He's a beer historian and he was in there uh, this weekend. Talk to me a little bit about the the turnout and kind of how he went about the presentation. You know, what, what was the neatest part about that? Yeah. So we had our Schmidt's history day was yesterday. So it started off about 9am with a brewery on a swap meet. Uh, there was about 10 to 15 different uh, collectors kind of exhibiting their stuff and selling their stuff, which was, uh, which was pretty neat. So people started wandering through that. And then at about 12 o'clock, uh, Rich Wagner was starting his presentation, which he was uh, calling the Rise, Fall, and Rebirth of Schmitz. Okay. 
uh, went through about 45 minutes or maybe an hour long presentation of all the different uh, buildings that were built on the property down in Philly. Um, really cool. I think even some of our family members uh, learned a few things or, or popped a few things back in the memory that we forgot. Nice. Um, as, as Rick already said, it was, it was pretty cool to see a 15 to 20 different old Schmitz employees, including our father, kind of beaming with pride, kind of watching this, you know? Yep. Um, and then after that, we kind of did some questions and answers with, uh, with Rich Wagner and some tours. And uh, it was really, really well received. Uh, so much so that we're going to do something kind of in the summer. We'll do the brewery on park outside. Okay. So we can get some more people out and about uh, bringing their stuff out to show. Just seeing some of those old signs and some of the old uh, advertisements. and Yeah, it was cool. It was, I, I, it was really neat. I picked up a pretty cool uh, uh, tap handle, a little uh, silver tap handle tap handle that had Schmidt's ale on it. Nice. I think it was the, the beginnings of the tiger head ale because it had the tiger head on the back. It yeah. didn't say tiger head ale on it, but it said Schmidt's ale. So I think, I don't know if it was Schmidt's ale was first or, or tiger. I think tiger head was first. But There's uh, a tiger head, a ram's head, right? Yep, they were all, yeah, some of those from Adam Scheidt. Some of those were from Robert Morse. So okay. uh, it depends which, which brewery, but we're going to do, uh, so we, yesterday was mostly a Schmidt's day, which was really cool. Um, but talking with Rich Wagner, he's also going to do a, an Adam Scheidt day, which will kind of bring it more into the Norristown uh, local uh, and the history of that. But we had uh, some people whose parents and uh, relatives worked their entire life at Adam Scheidt with breweries of uh, our pictures of the brewery inside with a bottling house and stuff. It was pretty neat. That's wild. Super cool. Um, really neat just to see how that all came about and keeps going full circle after yesterday's event. Do you have any OG pills left or did everybody drink it? all? <laughs> <laughs> we do have a good amount of OG pills left. Luckily. Yep. Very cool. That is, uh, that is the first, uh, one of the first ones we've been double batching on a consistent basis. So, uh, you know, it's awesome. 80 half, half kegs at a time goes, goes a good, good long way. And the listeners can, you know, order your stuff online or they can come to your place, pick it up. You are canning. Yeah. Yeah. We, uh, we, uh, offer eight or nine of our, cores in 16 ounce cans six and a half kegs and half kegs uh locally we're self-distributed uh, anywhere from philadelphia uh, out to kennett square and as far west as Reading. Okay. Uh, we just opened up uh distribution into new jersey going through cape beverage uh starting at the beginning of this month and that's been received very well so if it's not in a store or a uh bar near you please ask for it and uh, we'll make sure it gets there love it love it what else is next for the summer? Um, what else can we look forward to if we stop by or, uh, you know, new beers you guys are working on? Obviously, the, the outdoor space, we'll have some concerts going on out there. Uh, okay. the, the food trucks, the variety this year has been great, uh, ranging from barbecue to Cousin's Main Lobster. So uh, if you haven't experienced the Cousin Main Lobster truck, you got to make sure you get to the brewery on that one. because That's kind of a crazy show. But we're super excited to see how the rollout into New Jersey goes and uh, help support build this brand one case, one beer at a time down through southern New Jersey and northern New Jersey. Um, that's it. Just kind of trying to keep it rolling, Kyle, you know, keep, keep it moving. Did yeah, you guys the ever? Part, the, fun, the fun part about the distribution and, uh, you know, is uh, the three of us are always making deliveries. Uh, Jay will usually take my truck and do the, the, the kegs and then uh, I'll take his car and go out and make the, you know, the, the cases, but, uh, I, I always wonder as I get to a distributorship and I'm rolling in five or six uh, cases of beer and I see a, you know, big truck roll up, put taking pallets off. And I'm like, I, I wonder what they're saying or they're laughing at us or whatever, but I, I just go by and I say, Hey, we're building our brand one case at a time. And, uh, you know, we've 
I, I mean, we've we've surpassed my original, uh, our original uh, um, business plan expectations and our uh, you know our uh, forecast that we put together for uh, our percentage, you know, versus uh, taproom versus uh, uh, distribution, and uh, you know, we sort of uh, knocked that uh, out of the park pretty early on. Uh, the, you know, getting those original uh, projections that we had. So the distribution has been great. Um, you know, and uh, yeah, we're. We're building it. I said one case at a time. We're out there, you know, you know, just stopping in, giving our cards, giving samples, and uh, you know, love it. Yeah, I think I think the cool the coolest part now, Kyle, is that we're finally getting to be able to have a chance to come up for air. You know, you you do a brewery, and all of a sudden you're so busy you can't go and visit any breweries. So over the past couple of months, we've actually uh, gotten to a calm place where we're actually going out and. And visiting the people that helped us do this, whether it's Workhorse, Brothers Kirshner, Human yeah. Robot, you know, oh, yeah. Birds. Er, er, uh, Eric's, Eric's become our resident uh, brewer. Uh, the, he's, he's been, him and his wife going to all the, all the visitors around here. Yeah, he's our brewery ambassador. But uh, we're super, super excited to, uh, you know, we got invited to logger, log jamming with, with Human Robot and, you know, do all the fun festivals, which is nice to be around and, and see what other people are bringing yeah, out, you know. Sorry. We're doing a, a festival like with uh, Brothers Kirshner uh, the same day on June 4th. June 4th, apparently everything is, you know, everyone was trying to do something on June 4th, apparently. So, yeah, that'll, uh, that'll start to happen. Kirshner, uh, which is, uh, you know, a charity event for a local 4-H uh, group and then uh as jay said the lager fest down in philadelphia we're excited real excited about that one and obviously you know that same weekend is our year anniversary so we're trying to put together a big thing we're gonna have a, a weekend long celebration for our one year anniversary okay and i think we'll have that culminate on that sunday just because we'll be at these festivals on saturday but uh i'd like to do a uh you know an anniversary beer and see how many people can get out there and, and celebrate our one year anniversary Absolutely. Very cool. Did you guys ever think about calling it Von Chernick Brewing? And then we're like, eh, we're just going to use Von C. Yeah, it's funny. We took <laughs> different names, Kyle. And, uh, you know, we wanted to, you know, couldn't call it Von Chernick, but then no one would be able to order a beer, especially after their first one at a bar. And Von C was like our working name. So, uh, you know, at the end of the day, I'm like, it's Von C. Yeah, we had Von C from day one. And, uh, yeah, we went through all sorts of different names. We tried every, just tried a whole bunch and, some we like the ones we really liked. We look them up, and someone already had that name. And that was a now. There's so many breweries uh, across the country. So, um, but yeah, Von. Yeah, if you look, if you have the spelling of our name, I don't think people would be able to find it too easy on the, all the social media sites. So Von C is a lot easier. Because I don't think Von Cherno could fit on a can very well. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that'd be a 42 ounce. <laughs> Especially when you're trying to like put it in your phone, like in ways to get there, like. You just end up somewhere else. <laughs> Very cool guys. Well, Hey, I appreciate your time. This is a lot of fun. Um, you know, you guys are living the motto of, you know, work hard, play hard and drink local. Um, and I think it's become so much more than that. And it's really neat to see you guys carrying on that tradition and, you know, continued success to you guys and best of luck. And, you know, everybody, if you're local, get out there and uh, go visit them. Uh, anything else you guys want to add? No, just uh, thank you for the time, Kyle. Thanks for the, uh, the, Gave, you know, the ability to plug our brewery and uh, thanks for having us on. Yeah, thank you very much. Very welcome. Cheers, guys. Thanks. All right.
right, that'll do it for today's episode. Appreciate you tuning in. I hope you learned something. I hope you really enjoyed it. And if so, tell a friend, leave that five-star rating I mentioned earlier and comment on Apple Podcasts. Subscribe on any platform. Spread it around the world. Let's make it happen. I appreciate y'all. Cheers and beer mighty things.